Josh, you got some whiskey? Just a bear shit in the woods. This week he does. Welcome <laughs> back. Does. To week 11 Whiskey Dits podcast, as always, I'm your host, Zach. Uh, joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic, Zach. How are you doing? Good, good. All things considered. Had a filling done today, so I can't really feel the left side of my face. So if I sound drunk now, uh, that's why. If I sound drunk later, I might actually be drunk. I was going to say, if it sounds drunk now, just wait. Yeah, it's it's totally getting worse. Yeah. But uh, a week off from guests uh, makes a lot of sense. We've been doing a guest pretty consistently for a big stretch of the midseason here. We'll probably take a break. I know... Uh, later on, I got a couple guys potentially lined up here, so uh, this will probably just be a, a little reprieve here. There's one that I got. Who knows what will happen next week, but week 13. I don't think it takes much thought if you look at the schedule, but we'll have someone on here. Ooh, ooh. I'm not even going to look. I'm just going to be surprised. Mm. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, when it comes to State of the League right now, uh, three more weeks until the playoffs, counting this one. Uh, everything ooh. really matters. You can definitely feel there's a divide top and bottom, but try and score points because right now uh, Zach Brand has locked up the sixth seed on the back of Kyler Murray. The corpse of Zach Brand's team is just being dragged along by the fantasy football MVP this year in Kyler Murray. It's it's actually insane. Well, look, you know, we were talking about it a little bit. My guy is out here without Christian McCaffrey. And don't think for a second that, like, once he gets in the playoffs, he's an easy out from there because if Christian does come back, I experienced it firsthand. Between him and Kyler each dropping 30 on you, that's, I mean, it's it's a formidable opponent. So uh, he, Absolutely. He has Will Fuller, who's been, an, he's been a stud receiver this year. Wouldn't Mike know. Williams just acquired. So, like, yeah, I mean, he's got some players. If he can just shore up some spot starts in there like he has been doing week to week, he's got a couple good weeks out of Rex Burkhead. He's got uh, Salvin Ahmed, I believe, is how you're saying that. Ahmed, I don't know. Ahmed, um, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, who's, let's let's be real. Who's the scariest player on his team? Uh, healthy or like right now or what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Scariest. Who's the scariest player? Oh, God damn it, Zach. Dude, he's I on a bye this week. I, he's yeah zach is vulnerable do you want to know why he's been putting up mad points because he's been giving everybody a case of the beasles damn it zach brand why do you have cole beasley that because that just opens up like you could have christian mccaffrey healthy and he could be having an, a stud year and zach would still say that cole beasley is the reason for your success so without a doubt without a doubt what a steal what a cole steal. Beasley, great player He's in, he even has Cole Beasley light. He might need to put him in on Cole Beasley's bye week here. Christian McCaffrey's officially rolled out, so that's going to bite him in the butt on this uh, matchup breakdown this week. Got to take well that when rosters lock. Yeah, I mean you rosters gotta, lock, baby. He's fucked. He's fucked. There's no way out of it. Sucks to suck. But in a, as a whole, when you're looking at all the matchups across the league, there's a lot of. Up versus down, top versus bottom, uh, people who are in the playoffs versus people who are fighting for a Sacco. Obviously, it's not a case across the board, but there's a lot more of those this week, those this week than there was last week when it seemed to be a lot more top versus top, bottom versus bottom. So big chance that the rich get richer, the rich get richer, the suck, sucky just keeps sucking, I guess. Dan and Alex right now in the top six teams are the ones in the danger zone. 
where if they fall down to that sixth spot, they will be overtaken by Zach. And to be quite honest, it's going to take a dud week out of Zach right now. Uh, he has a pretty, pretty commanding lead on all of that. I don't know if you've taken a look, Josh. Well, so I'm looking at it right now, and theoretically speaking, because, you know, uh, we, we're nothing if not factual on this podcast. Always. But, uh, he does, like, Dan does have him by 12 points. So if Dan is the sixth seed, Zach is going to have to make up 12 points worth of ground. That being said, there's no way Dan feels comfortable with that. And Alex is getting beat by Zach. So, so neither guy feels good or is comfortable. Boy. And wins are going to come at a premium for those two. I don't know if Dan knew that before you just said that, but I know he is sweating now. Yeah, it, it's close, man. It's close. The 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 four and six Zach Brand team is is not one to take lightly right now. Don't ask me why, but it's there. Yeah, imagine him with a healthy healthy Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. I I I mean, yeah, I didn't get the George Kittle part, but I got the healthy Christian McCaffrey. It was not fun. Yeah, that's not that's not a good time. Diving in here a little more. Only one trade this past week. Uh, my man, back on his grind. Everybody I see kind of gave him a week off here after the heavy load he's been uh, swallowing lately. So <laughs> you go, go ahead and walk me through what you got here on on what transpired. Yeah, one one trade this week. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot easier to get my sources and uh, make sure they come with the, the hard-hitting analysis and the 100% accuracy. Uh, when there's only one as opposed to five during a work week. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, so Dan gets uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Alex Fear gets Darren Waller and Melvin Gordon. Uh, Dan's take, uh, to quote Dom, you know about these things before I do. I yeah, learned true. what happened from you. I like Lamau. it. No, you, Lamau. You just, I was yeah, going to leave that out. No, you got to say that. Lamau. Uh, I like it. I took a gamble. Zeke's been bad for a while. I'm hoping that turns around. If it doesn't, I lost. If he turns it around, I'm golden. Ingram put together two good weeks in a row as soon as I traded for Waller, so I'm going to give him another chance. Uh, Alex's take, uh, Zeke's been underproducing without Prescott in, and I need win to win games now. Seemed pretty fair to me with Waller being the second-best tight end. Hopefully I don't regret tossing the fifth-best RB in the league. All depends on how big of a flop Melvin Gordon ends up being. I mean, okay, so looking at their trades, Dan's pretty candid, pretty true. Uh, If Zeke doesn't pan out, it's a loss. If he does, it could be pretty even. Um, Alex's take, again, seems pretty fair. He just needs uh, Melvin Gordon to not be uh, a dud, although calling him the fifth best RB, little, I don't know if that holds up currently. Uh, His overall points for right now might be fifth best overall, but I could name. Boy, a lot more than five running backs I would rather have moving forward than Zeke. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, his position rank, like, is it, right now it's seven, but when I got this quote from him, it probably was five. He did have yeah. a bye week, so, I mean, that's that's where it was. I, I think you're right. I think with the injury to, to Dak, I mean, it's, it's literally, I mean, you look at Zeke's stats, he's been single digits since the injury to Dak. Uh, it, yeah. I was looking at it before, so. Uh, it, who knows? It, Andy Dalton's going to have to get it together. Uh, supposedly going to be healthy this week uh, for this to work out for Dan. Uh, if not, uh, Alex may have been able to uh, 
to take advantage and get some assets. Uh, do you want to read the anonymous source or do you want me to read the anonymous source? I can read the anonymous source this week. Go ahead. Uh, it is feels like an overpay for the running back on the second worst team in football. That being said, I'd take Zeke over Gordon in a vacuum, but Waller has a lot of value right now since tight end is a wasteland. Good trade for Alex, but Dan should have gotten more with what he gave up. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think it like that just circles back to, to Dan's quote. Just if Zeke's good, he's fine. If he's not, he lost. And I don't think Zeke's going to be good. Uh, yeah. Dan must not watch a lot of football, i.e. the Bengals in the past, like a couple years with Andy Dalton at the helm to be like, oh, you know what's missing? Andy just has to come back. That'll right this ship. Are you telling me you don't have confidence in Andy Dalton getting it done? Dandy Andy, the red oh, rifle. He's listen, this is what he's been. This is what he's been waiting for. He got out of Cincinnati right at the right time. Right. Yeah, of course right he's time. been waiting for this. That's what he said when he got into the huddle, wasn't it? Wasn't that a quote? He's like, This is why you guys brought me in here. <laughs> I have no sure. idea. But that's kind of funny. I'm I'm positive that was a quote that came out after the game is he walked into the huddle after the DAC injury and said something along the lines of like, This is why I was brought in here. It's like, okay, man. Whatever you got to do to psych yourself up right now. I was saying that he proceeded to, to flop, or how, how did it go for him yeah. From there? Yeah, yeah, he did terrible. Andy Dalton. Classic Andy. Hey, I will say, uh, he bamboozled Michael George, I think it was, into playing uh, Andy on a Monday night game. and uh, That's true. I, I got a win because of it, so Andy's my guy right now. That's, uh, that's, how I, that's the last memory I have of Andy Dalton, and I'll, I'll take it. We got another one of those bamboozles potentially on our hands this week with uh, famous Jameis back back at the helm of a football team. Oh, baby. I can't wait. Jameis Winston back. It it just has me excited. I like it's one of those things where, man, I just can't wait to see how this plays out. I'm so pumped because that is like that offense is a well-oiled machine. Whether you enjoy that offense or not, (laughs) whether you want to make fun of Drew Brees and call him wash because he's not throwing anything more than like six yards down the field. They do still move the ball. Like it's not like it's not like they don't score points. It yeah. just doesn't happen the same way every other football team in the league scores points. I don't I wouldn't exactly call Jameis a system quarterback. My guy no. goes out there and just ad libs, just lets loose. Hey, he's listen. What's the famous thing? He's he's a gunslinger, dude. He's he's Anybody who throws a ton of interceptions is always it's labeled gunslinger. a gunslinger. It's a gunslinger. It's a gunslinger. You can't – it's in his blood, you know? He's, is he's is there an there. exception, though? Like, are we calling Eli Manning a gunslinger? Because <laughs> he threw plenty of picks, but he doesn't have the same uh, moxie that those other gunslingers have. I don't know. He has two Super Bowls, so that's – That's, that's true. That's I, true. Who am I? I would say he's a gunslinger in my book. But that's really, again, anybody who throws a ton of interceptions, I feel like a gunslinger is just the perfect way to describe them. Yeah, it's the nicest way to describe them. Oh, yeah. Because the other word to describe them is bad. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a a couple thoughts on this trade before we uh, forge ahead? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. I think it'll work out for Alex. I am curious to see how it works out for Dan. I think think, uh, that's the most uncertain part is what is he going to do? Uh, Because I think Melvin Gordon's going to be fine. And Darren Waller is the second best tight end. Like, 
that's uh i mean he's there he's got the ability so far he's been healthy uh i mean that's mm-hmm. that's solid it's the melvin gordon i mean even if he kind of flops a little bit it's still a, a usable running back uh zeke yeah is the, he wouldn't the, like not get claimed on waivers or something right right i mean people are still gonna have him in his line so the the running back area is, is a tough one um and and obviously everyone's going through it to some extent. So I I feel like Melvin Gordon's going to be usable the entire season. Mm-hmm. Just might not be to the high hopes that people thought originally. But uh, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, anything well, else before we jump into the breakdown? We'll probably have a short one for everyone this week. No, I'm ready. Let's do it. We'll start at the top. That is going to be the fresh Prince of Hilaire, MG at four and six versus MG's bye week. Dan, six and four. Go ahead and take a look at this bad boy. Josh, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I'm taking MG. Um, we talked about it a little bit, and <laughs> I think Dan kind of told us a little bit as well, but uh, MG's got some pretty good matchups this week. Uh, I really like who he has going and and uh, the defenses that they get to play, as opposed to, like, I'm not – like Aaron Jones is a stud, but Indy's defense is pretty tough. Um, Zeke is playing a a Minnesota team that has looked very much improved uh, over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. For those reasons, I'll, I'm taking MG in this one. Yeah, I think for Dan to win this week, Taysom Hill will have to actually be the quarterback for the Saints, um, who also Dan this week is playing as his tight end, Taysom Hill. I that is not a good sign. I think I was listening to a podcast and they said you would expect when Teddy Bridgewater was in that Taysom Hill saw an uptick in work and it was actually the opposite because he is no longer the third string quarterback utility player. He is now the insurance policy for the starting quarterback. Right. So they can't just run him all over there because then if he gets hurt, I guess you just direct snap to Alvin Kamara every play. Maybe that's better than Jameis. Maybe he will see a lot of work in the hopes that maybe maybe that's the master plan. Who knows? I didn't even think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. You definitely don't want your backup to get hurt, so you probably would be a little bit more there. It is it is a little different. They just they just said that they looked back at the Teddy Bridgewater numbers from last year, and it's just like there was no increase in workload, even though Drew wasn't in there. It was it was the same if not a little lower because he was now the insurance policy instead of a bunch of other guys but no kind of exactly what you're saying the matchups for dan are definitely aren't what he wants to see this week whereas for mg he's kind of firing on all cylinders here he even has a great defense start to counteract dan dan gets the jets always the strongest start in the league on paper of his start of the chargers uh mg has vikings versus dallas like uh like i've made very clear i do not believe in the red rocket coming back to save Dallas right now. So yeah, I do think it'll be close though, but boy, for Dan, who's on the cusp of the playoffs where he doesn't want to be, I think this might be a tough week for him. I think I'm going to take MG as well for the sweep. All right. That'll move us to the next matchup, the Wash Fantasy Football Team, Ryan Lachey, 8-2. and two. I do not like your team name. First, the Jet Black Khaki Slacks, Domenico Bertolino at 4-6. and six. I mean, you could go ahead, but are we doing a lot of a lot of interpretation to what we're seeing here? Dom has scored the lowest amount of points in the league so far, going up against the number one team. Is this the Cinderella story? Is this the upset no one's going to see coming? God, I hope so. Boy, if Dom could find a way to pull this one out, I would be stoked. I would be so happy I'm taking Ryan. 
Uh, it'll definitely. <laughs> I'm not seeing it happening. Uh, um, I feel the same way. I will say, Ryan, uh, Ryan is still uh, eight and two. His only losses come to you, and uh, I don't know who the other person is. But uh, this is a sneaky one to actually be close this week. Dom has great matchups almost across the board, even from positions that he shouldn't be expecting a lot out of. But in the end, I think it would be very foolish to bet against Ryan, especially going against Dom, even though he is the darling. So I think we're going a double Ryan here. Yeah. Boy, Dom, man, prove us wrong, buddy. You're, you're the darling of the reason. This would be... If anyone can do it. You can do it. I believe in you, but I'm, I, I don't, and I'm taking Ryan still. Look, Dom, we believe in you. We have faith in you. We will not be picking you. <laughs> we will go on to the, to the next matchup. That is uh, East India Trading Company, Alex Crouch, 6-4, and four, versus Curtis Samuel L. Jackson, Ian Gallagher, 7-3. and three. Ian, just what a, what a fighter as of late. I mean, my guy has gone into, I think, the past three weeks as underdogs, and he is getting some starts and some productions out of the guys that you would not expect. Does he pull off another one this week? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think he Oof. does. Look, I, I, Alex's team is, is right up there. He's fighting for his life. So, you know, he's, and we're coming up on the trade deadline. So I believe me, I've got Alex on speed dial here for the, for the next week, <laughs> just, just to just start getting updates on what his team is going to look like. Uh, but, I mean, if you look at his bench, it's a little bare this week. I mean, he's got Geo, who more than likely will have to play for Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, I think it's really cute of him to have Joe in there. Joe's not fucking playing. Joe's not playing. The word on the street is Joe might not play for the rest of the season. Joe Joe might be out, and Geo might be the guy going forward. But even, okay, so you sub that out. Jimmy Graham, Debo on bye. He's got Cam Akers and Hollister, and he's still got Allen Robinson on bye in his flex. And so he's got to play one of those guys there. I mean, it's not, not a strong look. Yeah. While meanwhile, you could you say what you want, like you said, Ian's team. You look at it, you probably underestimate it, but it has been putting up points. He's been getting rushing touchdowns from his receivers and receiving touchdowns from his running backs. You don't really know how it happens, but it happens, and he gets <laughs> he gets points. He has a bunch of guys on his team that you're not excited to, to roll out every week, but they are, they're just getting the job done. They're just putting up points. I mean, J.D. McKissick has averaged eight targets the past two weeks. I, I would, you could start literally any running back in the league that's getting eight targets a week. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's insane. <laughs> look, at, look at Heinz's. His position rank is 16th. And Curtis that's insane. Just shy of the top thirty at receiver, you don't like. I don't think that way about them, but that's where they're at right now. That's the season they're having, so it's looking pretty good for Ian. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Are we both picking Ian? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, maybe he finally convinced us. We've been doubting him for too long. So, <laughs> congratulations, Alex. Yeah, Alex, definitely a welcome. win for you. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, I have to pick Ian. He's gotten to the point. You picked him last week, and I didn't. And you were right. And I, yeah, you pick him until you're wrong. Now, I think you just got to ride the hot hand. This is crazy. I, I hear you. 
All right. A double Ian moves us into the next matchup that is formerly known as Mouse Cop. Zach Brand, the sixth seed, versus, oh, yes, this is very good. Alex Crouch, three and seven, the not sixth seed. If you're taking a look at this matchup, is Zach just going to keep putting up a ton of points? Is that what we're thinking so far? Uh, I mean, maybe the matchups, the matchups are, are, are solid. I mean, Kyler's going to do what he does. Uh, everyone else is, I mean, it's okay. Uh, he's got to get McCaffrey out and go with Mark Ingram question mark, or maybe a receiver. Oh, no, that's oh. yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't, we don't want Mark Ingram. We listen, believe me, he doesn't want Mark Ingram. I've, I've talked to him about it. It's, he's not a fan of that guy right now, but uh, on the other end, I don't know who Alex fears quarterbacks going to be. Uh, Whoever he rolls out there, that might be a 20-point swing in Zach's favor. Yeah. Kyler Murray averages 30 points, and if Alex really struggles to put out a good quarterback and he gets 10, that's brutal right there. Yeah. This matchup's going to be really, really close. Really close. But if if Alex Fear is going to roll out Indy's defense, which has been the best defense all season against, against Green Bay, that's tough. Meanwhile, Zach Brand gets the second best defense against Jacksonville. Jake Luton. Uh, I feel like Zach's got a distinct advantage there. So, God, I'm I'm, I'm truly torn on this, dude. I love Fear's matchups too. I do too. Like they, I, I actually Fear's team doesn't look that bad, dude. If, okay, I'll I'll put it this way: if Josh Allen was playing, I would pick Fear because he's not, and the quarterback battle might be so skewed. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have to. He, the, the quarterbacks out there right now aren't great, but you're right. He does have a really good uh, set of players here that. I, I don't know. That with their matchups, they 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 could do some damage. I mean. It's it's saying something. And keep in mind, Zach's got Christian McCaffrey is also out. So roster is locked. So Alex isn't playing a quarterback, but Zach's also not playing a a flex right now. Right, and it's separated by four points to ESPN. So even ESPN acknowledges this is going to be a close one. Now they're stupid. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. They're idiots. I ESPN. I'm... By the way, we didn't talk about the pick'em. They had a howler last week. They were like two and five or some shit. They're terrible. <laughs> ESPN, you stupid computer. God, you're so dumb. Um, Stupid. All right, who am I taking? I am going to take Alex Fear. Give it to Woo! me. Let's go. You convinced me. I am going to hot hand Kyler Murray, mainly because there isn't a better matchup than the one he's the one he has. So, and last time they played, he scored thirty-seven. If Kyler Murray goes over thirty, Zach will win this week. I think it's as simple as that for me. Kyler's been over thirty several times, and that hasn't. Really been the case. <laughs> Your average is twenty nine point three. Yeah, it's Zach's four and six, so I'm I'm not scared. Get thirty, Kyler. I'm 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 still think fear can find a way to grind this one out. Going for the grinder. He does have Darren Waller. That guy's a grinder. Oh yeah. All right, so we'll split finally. There we, we have go. A, a split. Is that our first split of this pick'em? Jesus, it sure is. That is. That is nuts. Uh, okay, but yeah, we'll split there. Move on to the next matchup. It is Aunt Becky's Prison Pocket, the Commish 3-7, and seven, versus Denver Nuggets Dream Team Joshua Gillis, 7-3. and three. Are you going to have some luck against the Commish? A lot of people have so far this year. Or are you going to keep riding your hot streak against him? 
Well, I mean, I'm going to take myself, but I will say that this, similar to the matchup we just just talked about, he has – Charlie's got a team right now matchup-wise that is – it's looking very good for him. Like, mm-hmm. it has a lot of guys who are going against defenses you are not scared of at all. Uh, I have a couple of solid matchups, a couple of guys I'm excited about, and I got some tough ones in there too, so – uh, I'm taking myself in a close, high-scoring affair against the commish. Honestly, this, in a way, feels like last matchup from the from the sense that Russell Wilson has a great matchup. Uh, he's he's on a slight slump by his standards, uh, but he's still getting the job done. Even even against Buffalo, he had two picks and and two fumbles and put up 22 points fully capable of rising above last time they played Arizona. He dropped 30. I'm sorry, Josh, but I'm going to go with you still this week. I think you're still going to still going to make it out alive on Charlie here. <laughs> sorry for everyone at home who thought I was going to, going to finally not pick Josh. That's just, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, no, we'll both go with you. Realistically though, you're right. His matchups are pretty good, but I think that you got your studs in Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. They're going to carry you to victory here. And Joe Burrow, it's not a, definitely not a bad matchup. We'll see if he can keep the turnovers down for you and keep that quarterback battle close enough. That's all I need. Then that'll take us into the finale this week. That is going to be Ben's 11 benevolent elephants, three and seven. Benjamin Tiller, in case you couldn't figure that one out, versus the Nathan Peterman Revenge Tour, myself, four and six. Uh, battle at the bottom of the bracket. Josh, what are your thoughts on our matchup right now? So, I don't know what Ben is going to do. We talked about it a little bit here. So, he's got some players on by. Um, he's also got some questionables. I mean, his I best think- players on by. According to him, yes, that is Wayne. Wayne, Wayne Goldman is on by Goliniumman. Goliniumman, like I don't even. He spells, he spells it different every time, so yep, whatever yep. his flavor of the week is, whatever whatever he's evolved to in Ben's eyes, that's that's what's going on. But uh, he's got some he's got some guys that are that are banged up. Tyler Lockett doesn't practice all week; still expected to play. Uh, John Brown surprise Goleman. hasn't practiced all week. Carson is projected zero on ESPN. Uh, doesn't I mean, I, I feel like I've heard he had limited practice. They're not sure. They're going to warm him up and see if he plays. Uh, so, uh, I mean, if and when he were to set his lineup, it looks like he's pretty beat up. Uh, meanwhile, a little, little breaking on that Chris Carson there. An hour ago, ESPN reported that Chris Carson is unlikely to play. Oh, well, see, and there we go. That's not great. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you got you got some players that I think are. Yeah, I got the Island of Misfit Toys right now. You've got some players that are questionable, but I, I think all of them are playing. Like I don't think there's too much concern for any of them. And uh, I mean, I'm, I I got to take you in this one. Yeah, I just Ben is getting bitten by the injury bug at a very suboptimal time. Not that there is an optimal time, I guess, but Wayne Gallman, John Brown, two guys that definitely would be starting this week, if not on by, and then he's potentially going to miss Chris Carson. Uh, it seems like on that recent report, it's more likely than not. He won't have him. And then Tyler Lockett seems like a, a pure 50, 50 right now. Uh, 
So who knows? And then not only is he going to be missing John Brown and Wayne Gallman, can't even put anyone else in because rosters locked. They're locked. ESPN does not like his chances with that roster he's rolled out so far. No, they're not. They're not fans of it at all. No, they not not doing any favors in the projections there. I'm just hoping my guys continue to ride the hot hand that they have so far. They've gotten a couple key wins here lately. Um, who knows? Jared Goff at Tampa Bay. Uh, pretty fucking terrifying, but I don't know. He had the best matchup possible last week and threw for 300 yards and nothing else. So who knows? I don't, this is fucking mystery to me, man. Jared gear. Jared gear. Uh, if I can sort out those, those final starts, it always comes down to like one to two for me per week. Uh, last week I didn't sort them out. Didn't matter. Dan's a human garbage can. Um, but <laughs> In a lot of weeks, uh, roughly six of them, it has cost me my week. So, so we'll see. But I think I can, I can get the better of Ben. I think he might be in a little, little bit deeper of a hole than I am. So yeah, I'm gonna go with myself as well. Sounds good. Hey, you can edit this. Nope. But uh, we didn't pick Luke or Joe's matchup. No, we sure didn't. So, do you think they'll notice? <laughs> yes. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, we'll go, we'll go to them. We'll go to them. <laughs> they would totally notice. Uh, All right, we got uh, next matchup on the slate. Get stick bug law. Luke Wagons back four and six. First, the ballad of Scary Terry. Joe Calvin Shinzo seven and three. If I'm just looking at these guys, Luke hitting his stride definitely right when he planned on hitting it. When he is uh, firmly out of playoff contention, Joe is kind <laughs> of just getting random. Stuff now from his supporting cast. All of a sudden, Ronald Jones is the man back there with a 24-point bomb last week. Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin. Uh, he got a huge week from Valdez Scantling. Does he do it again? What are we looking at here, Josh? Oh, Luke. So, Frank Gore's in the flex. And here we go. No, didn't you see Adam Gase's quote? No, no. Why? Okay, I'm gonna let you answer that one. Why would I ever listen to an Adam Gase quote of any kind? Honestly, it's just like it's for comedy purposes at this point. <laughs> Basically, someone asked him about uh, P. Ryan getting more touches. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna try and do it. But honestly, Frank's still out there, and he's probably one of the best players playing it right now for us, which is absolutely insane. I'm listen, Adam Gase is out there playing to win, and you can tell by the way that they're winning right now. Oh wait. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh wait. They haven't won. They will not win. They're gonna go in sixteen and Adam Gase will never have a head coaching job again. So uh Who yikes. knows? Maybe he's he's just gonna get tenure at the Jets. Maybe we'll just live for this out there. This is going to be one of those like Hugh Jackson things where like he's going to like go be a consultant for Arizona State or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. We won't we won't hear from Adam Gase in the NFL after this season. But uh, dude, when when we have kids and they're in Pee Wee football, the opposing coach will be Adam Gase. Oh, one hundred percent. He's going to be a terrible job. He's well, yeah, Frank Gore is going to be the starting running back for his Pee Wee team. <laughs> Frank, Frank Gore at sixty five. They, he won't bring him on to be a coach. He'll bring him on as as a as a coach player. It's yeah, yeah. It's gonna be terrible. 
And also, I'm sorry, the quote was Adam Gase said Frank Gore is playing among the higher levels of any Jets player. I mean, is it true? (laughs) Like, It shouldn't be. He shouldn't have the opportunity to play at higher levels. Yeah, I no, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if he's taking a shot at his own team or if he's like being serious that he thinks Frank Gore's just the greatest. I don't I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't. That, but uh no one knows. I don't know. Is Frank Gore the nail in the coffin uh for Luke for you here? What are your thoughts? Yeah, between that and uh Folgers in your cup uh having a rough outing <laughs> and since the weapons have started to come back for the Eagles, they got Goddard back. They got Rieger, they got Alshon Jeffrey, and uh, while none of those guys really went nuts last week, I just feel like the weapons are going to make it a little bit harder to trust. Um, and Joe's team has been on a tear. I mean, this guy is out here killing it. He's leading the league in points. Oh, I'm sorry. He's just – oh, no, he took – yeah, he passed Ryan. Passed Ryan, so leading the league in points. Uh, his team is is hitting its stride uh, right down the stretch here, so – I, I, I'd be an idiot to not take Joe in this one. Yeah, I'm lo- like, I'm trying to give Luke a chance. And in all honesty, he's got some great matchups out there. Sanders, Cleveland, Gibson, Cincinnati, Keenan Allen, the Jets, like a ton, like a ton of good stuff out there. But for every one of those, Joe has one like Dalvin at Dallas, uh, Juju at Jacksonville, Scary Terry at Cincy. Both of their quarterbacks are actually in phenomenal football games that people should watch Colts Packers going to be really good. Aaron Rodgers will probably have a tough time against Indy uh, Brady Rams Rams defense has been kind of insane lately. So I don't know that should be a good game too, but man, I don't know. I, it's the Frank Gore and it's also the Raiders defense against the chiefs. Luke is always for some <laughs> calls. And that might be a little too bold cup of Folgers for me, man. I don't, I don't know if what? I like coffee that strong hey listen he's just out here grinding away all right just the old gruden grinder. Wait, do we have do we have zero parody in our picks outside of uh one game uh yes this looks all right all right luke i'll take you you're gonna lose this week oh. we're not all taking joe but uh just for the sake of parody i guess i'll do it uh well thanks for the free win i guess uh yeah, this week has been a weird one. We kind of we kind of know where we're going with these, yeah. but I think you you hit it on the head too. It wasn't like last week where it was uh, the top versus the top and the bottom versus the bottom. There's there do seem to be the the teams yeah. in the playoffs that are taking on you know the Lukes out there. Yeah, much much more chalk this week. It seems like. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna fucking edit that. They can be the final podcast, the final final matchup <laughs> of the podcast. Good for them. They do to to uh, every week listeners. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost positive both those guys listen every single week. So they they can end the podcast. That's good. Yeah, good for them. Good on you. Yeah, look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. Who all right? Well, do you have anything for the people before we get out of here? Because to be honest, that's that is everything that we have. Yeah, uh, a short one this week, which uh, short, sweet, and to the point. Um, I don't have too much. I mean, yeah, uh, Josh, back in the day, I believe it was year one of the podcast, we used to give you a minute on the clock to rant about anything that you want. God, I haven't had an opportunity like that in a while. Uh, and honestly, I'm not prepared. I mean, you could easily get me started by just throwing random things out there, but that might go way too long. What I'll say is, though, uh, 
friendly reminder that the trade deadline's approaching. Um, yep. So if you guys got to get your trades in, uh, I am actually looking forward to the deadline so that I don't have to work as hard to get all these quotes from all of you. But uh, that's really it. Also, happy Thanksgiving uh, early to everyone because I don't know when we're going to get the podcast in, but uh, it'll probably be right around that time. So we'll try and make it happen. Yeah, we'll force something in there. Boy, if you think it's tough when the rosters lock on Wednesday, imagine if they lock even before that. <laughs> they it's might crazy. lock on like Monday night. Like, who knows? <laughs> They're going to lock this Saturday, 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> for next week. Uh, hope you guys are ready for it. Yeah, that's how everybody wants their team judged. Uh, but outside of that, thank you again for listening. Hopefully you like the, the short and sweet one that we had for you this week. Go ahead and get back to whatever you're going to do this weekend. Other than that, everybody go fuck yourself. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Uh-